guys. Welcome back to Love That For You. This is actually the start of season two. So I know we had talked a little bit about Viv and her situation and I hope you guys are here for the ride because I have so many more guests to share with you guys on the podcast and I'm so excited about the future and excited about Pat being a huge guest on this platform. Um, I know you guys love hearing from him and I love having him on here as a co-host so he will definitely be here so much and I just want to emphasize on the fact that just because Viv isn't here, you know, like it's going to be a different type of podcast um, without her, but she is going to be a guest on a ton of episodes and she's still going to be here. So she's not going away. She could never. Um, but I kind of want to jump into today's episode because I actually have two guests um, as a podcast host. So we have Christina and Danielle and they run In Case You Haven't Heard podcast. Um, so I'm going to be introducing them here in a little bit um, to talk about Toronto, Toronto-based influencers, and all of that stuff, and kind of how they started their podcast. So we did a little podcast swap, and I hope you guys are here for that ride because it's going to be really, really fun to talk to them. So we kind of just wanted to start season off with a bang with two really cool guests, um, Christina, I've known for a while, and I'll talk to you guys about that. Um, we have a lot of topics coming up, and I have a lot more after them. So. Let's just get into their episode. Hi, guys. Um, I have Christina and Danielle on here from In Case You Haven't Heard podcast. Um, and I just kind of wanted to like int- have you guys introduce yourself because obviously me and Christina, I don't even know, Danielle, if we've like met in person. but No, only online. <laughs> okay, only online. But I know Christina. Which is so typical. I know. Well, that's how I met Christina too. I mean, I'm, I was like going in my head and I was like, did we actually meet in Fashion Week? I don't even remember where we met. Oh, my God. Was it, like, I just d- on to shoot? I met you at the same yeah. time as Delaney. I think we okay. were guys together. Which and I might think have you guys been. were, like, BFS. <laughs> we had <laughs> just like, met. so cute. <laughs> well, we definitely met. And then it was probably Fashion Week. And, like, we would just met up to shoot. And, like, obviously, that was through Instagram. So. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's how I Monty know Christina. <laughs> I know, right? That's how I know Christina. And then Danielle and Christina have, in case you haven't heard, podcasts, which you guys actually started way before I had my podcast. Um, yeah. Yeah, we started September oh, – end of September – we started end of September, beginning of October 2019. Yeah. So Yeah, that's crazy. Like I remember months. you telling me. I remember you showing me, like, the pictures and being like, "I'm we're going to start this. And I was – and that literally gave me the idea of the whole – I was like, wait, Yay. what's a podcast? <laughs> I was like, what is that? Inspo. Yeah, no, for real. But What? I want, you get to talk and people get to listen? What is this? Yeah. Oh, my God. And it's, like, so much better than, like, anything that we do on – I don't know. It's just so different, I feel like. I like, like it better. Like, I like it – I like it better than YouTube in a way because you can actually – you know, talk about important things and you're not like, oh, I can only talk about things that maybe my audience will want to like, you know, watch or like buy into. But then it's also better than Instagram because on Instagram, you know, people don't care enough to listen that much. Right. So I feel like this platform allows us to like really dive into topics that we love to talk about or that we can it could be like anything. From. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And selfishly, we that's why we wanted to interview people because we wanted to connect and widen our network and we were interested in people's careers and I'm their like, jobs. And start that business? All of Let's these interview things. them so I can right. learn and grow my business right. with their tips. Well, so it like, gives you an excuse to reach out. Yeah. That's like partially what I want to like talk to you guys about because, well, first, 
what everyone wants to know and I is kind of like how you guys met and why you decided to start a podcast and like a little bit about like your podcast first and then we can jump into personal stuff yeah yeah so, so modern day love story again we met over <laughs> yeah. instagram dms dms did i don't know i don't know that's how Whatever. we all did we it we're both yeah <laughs> so we followed each other for a while and just commented liked each other's photos and then toronto the scene here is quite small so we saw each other at a few events mm-hmm. um and then you know started talking became friends started shooting together i think that's how it always starts it's like do you want to shoot together and then that kind of like is like the beginning of any exactly instagram friendship a relationship yeah um and then yeah and we vibed well from the beginning yeah we did for shooting too because sometimes you you shoot with people and it's not exactly you know it's always a risk because you have to be comfortable with the person and you know patient Yeah, yeah no totally and then we started to go to more events together and we end up becoming like the We'd, we'd always just rely on each other for events plus after ones. a certain point. Yeah, we were each other's <laughs> plus one. And it's 2019, right? That's We met in 2019 or end of 2018. I think so, yeah. Oh, so and it wasn't that long ago. No. 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 Some people okay. are like, you guys have I feel like you guys have been so friends. Long. Yeah. Well, that's like how <laughs> no, I feel with met- like everyone that I know on Instagram. I feel like I've already known them for like way longer. So I, I get that. Yeah, no, totally. Um, and then I had like one goal for 2019 and it was to start a podcast. Like I just always, I was just like, I really want to do this. But since starting Lorena and like doing that by myself, I always say I'm never going to start a business without a business partner mm-hmm. anymore. So I was like, I really want to start this, whatever. And then Danielle has, actually, why don't you get into Saturday Social? Because that's kind of like your... Yeah, well... Not virtual, sorry. That's like your in-person podcast concept. I also, for 2019, it was a goal of mine to start a podcast because um, I have a networking event or host a networking event with my co-founder, Mackenzie, which we had to put off because of this whole situation for this year. But it's basically an in-person podcast that people can network and learn from each other. And as entrepreneurs, it's a super lonely journey. So that's Saturday Social. And yeah, so... I wanted to start a podcast for 2019 and we were talking about our ideas and we were talking about how we thought, you know, the podcast world was so interesting to us. And then we, it clicked. We just like, why don't we just start one together? So we started brainstorming, started talking about topics. We literally came up with topics. the whole idea. No, in one car ride leaving an event. We went to that. You're, st- I don't remember this. What? Okay, well, this is. This is <laughs> tell us. Tell this me the story. story. Yeah. So we went to some seltzer event at the Ripley's Aquarium. And oh, okay. I do on remember our drive this. Leaving the <laughs> event, we kind of were like, we never, we were never like, oh, do you want to start a podcast previously? We kind of both just wanted to, but we never talked yeah. about it and asked each other. And we essentially asked each other and came up with the concept in that car ride. I remember now because I voice and I wanted noted to someone call, like, in what the, the fuck is going on. Remember I voice noted some Okay, so I voice noted uh, a friend of mine who already had a podcast about the idea in the aquarium's gift shop. Yeah. I remember that. Okay. Like not thinking yeah, you guys wow. would do this together. Yeah. Well, we kind of it was a whole just like bam 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 everything happened so quickly and we just never looked back. Yeah. Basically, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So then, like, what – okay, so you guys were, like, let's start this podcast and how to – like, tell us, like, what it is about mostly. Like, how did you agree on, like, a topics – I mean, I know, like, all podcasts – like, mine is very, like, everything, but 
Mm-hmm. How did you guys come up with like what it is and like give us a little background? We wanted to expose things and ideas and behind the scenes of what people don't usually tell. So it started with the concept of us being online and influencers and creators. And you may put your, you know, you may not talk about the things that are behind the scenes and what actually goes down. So we we took that and then expanded it into all careers and all jobs. Yeah. And we thought it would be a really interesting way to shine a light on what actually goes down in people's daily lives in their careers because a lot of it is like – not on misconceptions yeah or or not talked talked about about. so we wanted yeah to start with the influencer space specifically because people think we don't do anything or it's so Mm -hmm. easy and there's all these things and we're like okay let's start with that and then go from there right and at the end of each of our our episodes we break down some assumptions that people might have regarding that job that career um that person maybe and yeah that's kind of how the idea evolved totally yeah no, i love that that's really cool i mean i feel like every podcast that i've listened to was like super different and it's almost like how does everyone come up with like different shit to talk about mm-hmm. i'm just like i don't even know but um <laughs> that's that so okay i kind of wanted to see i know christina you have lorena i just want to like talk about your both like personal jobs i guess and like what else you guys do besides the podcast yeah. Okay. So I'll start. start. Yeah. <laughs> Christina, you so, go first. <laughs> um, <laughs> I also have a business, a women's wear collection called Lorena, which I launched in November of 2018. And that, I mean, as you can probably imagine, takes up a majority of my time. Um, but I really do try and split the time between, you know, that and content creation and, you know, any other yeah. side hustle I've previously done. But um, yeah, I, I started the brand because I it stemmed from an idea that I got in a course actually that I did in school, the only course that I actually found useful out of my yeah. entire university experience. Yeah. <laughs> Which always happens. Um, honestly, but I'm glad I took that course because it really, yes, yeah, started everything off and the whole point was to, you know, pick a business idea and just validate the idea, prove your concept which I did, and um, that's when bodysuits are just coming back into the market. So I decided to, you know, create a business model for a niche collection of bodysuits. And once I graduated, um, which was like in April, that November, I decided to dive in and and actually start. And then a year later is when we launched. Yeah, and I absolutely like the bodysuits you have are like such good quality so i just love that like i feel like people think when they have to start a brand from like by themselves it does it's not going to be like great quality or it's going to be like in their ha- i don't know i just feel like the quality of the bodysuits are like so good so there's like it just makes me think that like anyone that wants to start a brand like there's so many different ways to do it which is just like really cool oh yeah i mean i think what's important is to always have a quality product and also I mean, I can get into this, but when you're launching a brand, it's important to have a quality product because if your product isn't good, it's going to be really hard to make everything else seem really good. You know, if you have like a shitty quality product that isn't made well and it could fall apart, you know, you could, you could build a really great brand, build a great community. um, But like eventually once people kind of figure out that the product sucks, then that's not going to work. Whereas if you just start with a really good quality product, like you know it's made well you know it's it's yeah they'll be like long lasting like 
uh, customers too. Like they know that you have good quality, so they're going to keep coming back. Type of yeah, thing. and then yeah. build your brand off of that. Then I think it gives you a better kind of start towards you know creating a long term brand as opposed to something that's just quick and right. you know easily disposable. Almost. I agree. Yeah. I think that customers are moving that it, consumers are moving in that direction. They want something that's going to last you know, throughout multiple seasons, not just so that they can wear it a few times and then have to throw it out after, not only because of the sustainability element, but also because they want good quality products that they can wear for years. Yeah, right. absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. All right, Danielle, let's hear it. <laughs> um. Well, I don't have a brand, but I work freelance as a stylist, personal shopper, and um, content creator for s- some social, you know, accounts. Yeah. Um, but mostly I'm a stylist and personal shopper. So I have um, clients all throughout the GTA, which is in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, and greater, I've been greater, greater Toronto, Toronto area yeah. for yes. those <laughs> who need to know. Um, By the so way, they're both from Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> Canada. Woo. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So I have clients all throughout the GTA and I just work with them one on one. And I've been doing freelance for... Oh, I always have to rack my... I feel like when you work for yourself, time goes by so... Oh, my God. Like, yeah. So, I, I think... So, the end... It's been two years that I've okay. been doing it as a freelance worker, and I love it. I love working for myself. It's so great because then you can do all these other things um, as well. And obviously, it's a seven days a week job, but I love right. it, and that's what I do. So, I do that, and then I do the podcast, and I do social media stuff, and... Yeah, yeah a lot of other things. things. We all, all of us who are freelancers, I feel like end up doing so many other things in addition to like our main thing, mm-hmm. which is a little bit overwhelming at times, but it's also good because you're kind of putting your eggs in different baskets. So yeah, in a way, totally. I mean, it depends on your, your, your perception of like, do you want to put all your eggs in one or do you want to put some in every? But I think with everything going on now, you can see like if you were only doing one thing and that went to shit because of the the pandemic or whatnot yeah. then it's like what else do you rely on i think right. for me too as someone that works freelance i have control over my schedule so i really you know time block myself and and really organize my schedule so that i can do the things that i love to do and that was a reason why i decided to you know resign or quit or what however you want to put it um my Did you have job like a- another job that yeah okay. yeah I did I did and so I just decided that like the time was now to move to the freelance world because I knew eventually I you know wanted to be my own boss I knew eventually that I wanted to start something on my own um so I did it when I did because I had no real commitments at that point so I I was pretty safe I could do it and if I failed I could always go back um but right. At this point in my life, I'm just kind of like tunnel vision. Let's just keep it moving because, yeah, I, yeah. I wouldn't want to. I don't think I, I would want to go back to a, a nine to five type of. But now after I'm not like doing trying it. to get a full time job. Oh, you are in like now London. I'm in London, yeah, okay. I need to. It's really hard. So for those of you, who we're breaking are new up here. No, you no. <laughs> can overcome any obstacle. Yes, first, definitely. Secondly, um. Yes, so I live I live in Toronto. I'm in Toronto right now with Danielle, obviously quarantine, but I just recently moved to London t- for two months, essentially, and then had to come back. 
and it's really Everything hard. Which I shit. came to visit you like after a month, anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and you. I remember that. You were oh yeah, I was there too guys, before. I was literally one week, no, like two days, about to go out to London. My grandfather passed yeah. away. Had to go home for the funeral. And then I was like, maybe I'll go again. And then everything was like, you're not allowed to get on a flight. You can't do shit. And I was like, okay, I'm not going. Yeah, crazy. Oh, you didn't end up going because you were you were scheduled right after I left. I, I, yeah. Right? I had was like March month. 5th or something. <laughs> oh, my God. And then, and then I didn't end up go. But okay, so you're going to go back, right? So yeah. Before. So I wanted to, what I wanted to touch on is like when you move to a new city, I mean – this being said, there's a lot of Canadians, a lot of people from Toronto in London, and I do have some people that I know there, and I'm pretty social, and again, being in the influencer space is great because you can just connect with creators. Like, right. Mary Lou is now one of, probably like my best friend there. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that's so you know, cool. I was saying that we should meet up with her because I've never yeah. met her, but that's awesome. She's so, so, like, she's so sweet, but it's really hard to develop a sense of community or, like, develop friendships when you're not part of something and you know as an entrepreneur or influencer you're you're for the most part by yourself so other right. than having the influencer space to rely on I find it hard to like you know make friends and I think it's good to have a job or get a job when you're going to a new place because you're instantly becoming part of a new community you know with your community at work whether right. you're friends with them or not, you're constantly engaging with people and you're networking and you never know that where that's going to lead. So that's something that I personally found. And that's why I really want to, um, you know, try and get that. get that opportunity and and get that experience under my belt as well. Because I know also running my own business, I've seen areas where I could improve on and things that I really wish yeah. I had learned. And I think having a career in a bigger corporation or having, you know, a, a role in a bigger corporation where I learn how it functions could help me make better decisions for my small business. You learn oh, think- as you go ahead. <laughs> okay. Who's <laughs> gonna go? <laughs> okay, no, I was just gonna say that I feel like if whether you're like an influencer or you have like a nine to five job and I feel like a lot of people a lot of times they think that you have to have one or the other. And in reality, it's like as much as you can learn or as much as you can get out of both or one of those things is like great. Just the fact that like you are able to like you are willing and want to do both of those things. Like I feel like you don't have to do just one thing. And that's something like from the outside perspective that I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, like you have this amazing like in or like influencer life. And it's like, well, I also do this and this. But like a lot of times that's not talked about either. So. Well, I do want to emphasize, like you're saying, yeah, it's great that I want to do both. Again, obviously, when you're trying to do two things full force, one of them is going to take a hit or you have to be prepared to like slow one of them down so that the other one can kind of take the lead. And that's definitely something that I, you know, have to juggle and I struggle with figuring out, you know, what I should be doing. But I think that a way to kind of help you combat that or to help you run things run both things or do right. both things as best you can is to just have a really strong like support system so for Lorena you know if I'm gonna get this full-time job I know I'm gonna have less time so right now I'm setting myself up with you know making sure that the foundation is like running very smoothly here and also getting help so I have like two interns that we just took on who are gonna help with things in the social area and also in the digital marketing area so that like we don't take a hit if I right. can work less. Obviously, as you know, now a manager, someone who has to manage people, 
that's also a job in itself because you have to keep track. You need to assign tasks. You need to make sure things are getting done. But I think totally. that also just makes me become like a better leader. Um, but again, having them supporting me is just like so essential, I think, because I the last thing I want is for like my business to like take a hit, a huge hit because I'm trying to grow my right. knowledge, you know, yeah. so it's you not only business. need a support yeah. system, but you also need to set an intention for the why. Why are you mm-hmm. getting this job? Yeah. Because, you know, is it monetary? Is it you have to learn or you want to learn about, you know, things that you can then implement into your own business yeah. or whatever the why or the intent mm-hmm. may be? You have to identify that or else you can get lost in having all these things going and then yeah, you're right. You can't be like, what am I even doing? Yeah. And yeah. you get lost and then you're not motivated and then your business may take a hit. But if you have right. that intention locked in from the beginning, that's <laughs> what you need, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A few things that I wanted to like talk about throughout the rest of this episode is, so obviously I, well, I, I keep saying I'm living in New York City. I haven't been living there since March, but... <laughs> That's where I plan to go back and I was living in New York and I know you guys are in Toronto and I kind of wanted to just chat about like New York City versus Toronto as an influencer because I mean I follow besides you guys there's a few other people like Canada based that I think I know and follow and you guys have such a like strong presence but I also am just like how does that work for me I'm like if I'm not in New York City like where the fuck am I going kind of thing but like mm-hmm. I don't know so well it's easy to kind of like for, being from Toronto, being from Canada, like from the beginning when I kind of started doing this, I personally felt like, oh, like if I'm not in LA, if I'm not in New York, if I'm not in London, like I'm never going to like, you know, right. catch on. Like I'm not going to mm-hmm. grow to a certain extent. There's so many limitations. But again, I think that no matter where you are, you'll feel a sense of that. You know, they always said, well, the pros for you being from Toronto or being from Canada is that it's less saturated. You know, sure, there's more creators or influencers in these other, you know, big cities, but then you're also getting lost because, you know, there's so many people who will essentially outshine you, whether it's because they've been doing it for longer or because their following's bigger or whatnot. So for me, it's always been a struggle. Um, I feel like there's also, like, less cute places to shoot here. Like, it's less inspiring for me personally, but... It's such know. a push and pull. I was the same way. I thought, you know, the LA and the New York were the hubs and that's where you needed to be. But at the same time, because Toronto is developing and there's such a really close knit, everyone here is, you know, kind of not up and coming, but has a smaller following. So there is so much room to grow mm-hmm. here and to shine. Totally. Um, so those are kind of the two opposite and at the same time I think we just personally living in the city for so long because we're both born and raised in Toronto I just have this love hate with Toronto I love Toronto because I'm from Toronto but I'm just bored of Toronto like so maybe I can say Toronto one more time in that sentence but it's yeah if you live in New York like even for me like going to New York I love New York but I've done it a lot. Now. I've done it, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and I and I would love to live in New York, but I know people, I know people. My cousin who's from New York, she just recently moved out to Connecticut because she's sick of it. So I think right. it's relatable no, totally. to if you, for anyone who's lived in a city their whole life, it becomes a little bit boring and stale 
even if it is a big city. Mm-hmm. Right. Even if it's like that city. And I feel like I even battle with that, especially now not being in New York and I've made it work without being there. It's like before I was like, I don't want to be anywhere else. And now it's like, well, I don't know when New York's going to be the same again. So like, when am I going to go back? And do I even have to go back? Or do I just like, obviously, I love living there and I love that city. Uh-oh, but I don't think suburban it's like, mom coming. I know, right? No. No, no, no. <laughs> Definitely not a mom. That's for sure. Jules 2.0. Suburban wife to mom. There we go. No. But just like, I don't know, Pat and I are like, I just, we have no idea like what our plan is, but I get the no. feeling of like, you don't have to be in LA or New York to like make this work or make anything work. I think it's an excuse as well. Like, Yes. Oh, I'm not inspired. I always, I'm, we're both guilty of this. Oh, I'm not yep. inspired right now. You know, oh, it's so, the <laughs> Let me weather. Take a trip. Is, it, yeah, it's just like, <laughs> it's an excuse that people use because, you know, they're not feeling inspired. The weather might be bad or they don't have anywhere to shoot. They want to go on vacation because you also see everyone else doing those things in normal circumstances, not so much now. But I think what we've learned, or I can't really speak for both of us, but what I've learned in this time is that. All that really matters is staying creative, being consistent, and you can really work with what you have even indoors. Like we shot so for many two cool, and a half, three months. Yeah, for indoors, three months indoors. I, right. Yeah, condo here the whole time. But um, one thing I do want to touch on about maybe be- big cities being more advantageous for content creating is I think when it comes to events, yes. you know, when you are right. in a smaller town or you're not as close to the main city as as you'd like to be, you're obviously not going to be able to attend as many events. Um, and head offices if you want to pull products. Yeah, for PR and stuff, especially in New York and LA. Um, it's not as, you know, big in Toronto, but... Um, we don't have showrooms that we can go... Well, we have right. a few showrooms, but most of the major brands have showrooms in LA or mm-hmm. in New York. Um, I've actually so that, never even been to Toronto, so, like, I don't even know, which dude, I've been wanting come. to come. Because people, like, people, like say that it's like amazing there so i'm like really no, want to get it is there. amazing it's a smaller new york yeah watch her like love yeah. it and want to move here yes with i know well i was like seeing how the apartments there are so much cheaper and you get so much more and i was like mm. but like it's not part of the u.s so that would just be a whole other thing yeah that's true um yeah. but yeah i think networking when it comes to being in big cities networking will come more easily as a creator and if that's something that you prioritize which I personally do. I think that's why it would be good to live in a big city. But yeah, otherwise you can you can really get creative and stay consistent wherever you are. To, yeah. yeah. Well, what about like, I mean, you guys are saying that in a sense like you don't have to be in those whatever. But at the same time, I feel like there's this powerful like there are you guys and people in Toronto that have like be- made it become more of an influencer city. Like I mm-hmm. feel like I know so many more people there now. There's definitely a core group of people that you see at most events in Toronto, at least for me. Like, I usually see the same people over and over. Yeah. Well, some of the bigger creators now in Toronto don't go to events. That's true. Are there events there? Yeah, we have events. I don't even. Okay. So there's a whole city with. But, like, there's actually a lot of events, but I've come to a point where I literally feel like they're a waste of time because. A lot of events you see in New York all the too. same people at all the events. Yeah, first my, of all, what true. I just said. Yeah, but right. also secondly, like it's not worth your while. Like it's sure like a free gift, which is great, but like you don't need that, right? This also comes back to like influencers get so much free shit that they don't need. So I think 
if you prioritize, you know, content creation time over going to an event, like, I don't know. I For me of- too, it's more so, do you work with the brand, you know, during the year? Yeah. Or do you have the hope to work with the brand? And secondly, when you go to an event, if I don't meet one to two new people, it's a waste of my time. And most of the right. time, which kind of, you know, when we go to events together and we're each other's plus one, like, you don't really see the need to go up to someone and be well, like... we do talk to people. We do talk to people, yeah. but, people. you know, you're less likely to really put yourself out there and really, you know, because when you're comfortable with, you know, who you are mm-hmm. who you went to an event with, um, yeah. you're not going to make as big of an effort to meet new people. And my thing is, is if you go to an event and you don't meet someone new, it's pretty much a waste of your time. Well, technically, yeah. like... That's what these events – like, that's what the events are for. But, like, in New York, for example, like, they make it such a thing. And in the beginning, as an influencer, you're kind of like, I need to go to network. And then it turns into getting free gifts and, like, all these things. And then I kind of get, like – or I've gotten lost in the, like, whole event thing. And then, like, when New York Fashion Week comes around, it's also about, like, networking. But at the same time, it becomes such a, like, struggle to, like – I mean, you know, Christina, last Mm -hmm. Fashion Week, I was literally, like, I fucking hate (laughs) this now. I was just like, it's so overwhelming and all the events are full with the same kind of people. So unless you're Mm -hmm. like really diving into like some specific, like I want to, you know, go meet five people at this event and talk about this. It's like, it just gets hard, I think, and like overwhelming. Yeah. Fashion Week is like a whole other thing. I feel like, I mean, some Fashion Week events now because New York Fashion Week is so hyped and like amplified for brands. I think there's a lot of events that go on that aren't, you know, really necessarily they shouldn't really be part of fashion week like what i like about fashion week is that okay yeah i'm down for the parties not gonna lie because that's fun and like there's cool people and you're traveling to new york so Mm -hmm. for but also like i prefer like i want to go to go to the shows like i want to go to see the runway shows and to see the presentations i don't really like care to go to an event that just has like a bunch of free food and like whatever where i'm not really valid like you know what i mean yeah i'm not valued or i can't really get, get value of the experience like that one that and, we went to yeah. i'm not gonna name drop it but the one that we went to the last event i know what you're talking about it was, it like was underground just like or a something. mess yeah it was a, yeah. it was just like super hype there were so many people who went there and like either influencers or celebrities who went there and got you know paid to and that's the arrive. thing and then it was that just a brand bunch of other wants, yeah that brand they don't care about our value necessarily they want value for that for them so if more people come because it's hyped up and it's really cool looking and there's these things and more Instagram photos are going to be taken, et cetera, mm-hmm. and then like that's good for the brand. So it's just like – it's almost like no one's trying to like help each other or it's just – especially in New York in general, that's kind of like what New York is. So I feel mm-hmm. that. And for fashion, Toronto definitely has a ceiling. It has a cap and that's oh, the yeah. part of the love-hate that I have for it. Like there's not really <laughs> – mu- yeah. you, you don't really go far There's here. no like – there's no – I don't even know what – brand to use an example what do you mean like Like, it's i mean we don't we have our fashion brands that are based out of toronto but our fashion week is a joke it's not it's not a a joke it's not a fashion week i don't know why we try to have one i think maybe developing some sort of event where we appreciate all the brands that are developing in from Toronto toronto or made in toronto would be something that would be more interesting or more appealing to attend because trying to do like a mock-up of like new york fashion week and it 
like it fell apart a couple years ago because they switched owners and then they didn't they have did funding. two different ones with two different names. It's it was just, a mess. Right. Yeah. So it's a little too try hard in my opinion, which is why I, I always think like, you know, Toronto's like the mini version of New York. You know, yeah. it's like a little less advanced. It's not Toronto's as Toronto's the wannabe version of yeah, or New wannabe. York. I, I feel like there are a lot of cities now that are like trying to do that, but New York is just like I mean, it's, like, so overwhelming, and there's so many, like, different things to do, but mm-hmm. for other cities, like, them trying to do that is not going to happen, so they should just, like, Toronto having, like, a fashion week with Toronto-based, like, designers would be so cool. No, no, that's just, what we have. It's not. You don't, I feel like that would be cool, though. It's you're not. Saying, it's, I thought you were saying they're, like, trying to be New York because of, like, all the other brands that come in. No, no, we, no it's more like. It's only it's only Canadian brands. Most of them are based out of Toronto. Some from Vancouver, Montreal. But I think what it's it's just like we don't have the budget. You know, there's not people don't value fashion in this city as much as they do in you know London or right. Paris or New York even. Gotcha. You know, so because our city is so young, I think that we haven't developed that you know that need yet. And also for luxury retailers, they don't have the same quantities and the same buy as New York flagship stores. So a lot of the stores that you go into, they don't have the same caliber. It's just not there. I don't even think our fashion week is for buyers. I think our fashion no, week is I meant just to for, show. Like, for you when you yeah. go into a store, like when you go into the Dior here, okay, we just got like a flagship Dior. Which is now the biggest Which in is Canada. now the biggest North in America, wow. actually. Sure. My so we just that, got that like this year, which is yeah. a beautiful store. And then the Chanel here, like and I'm I'm talking luxury retailers, but just in general, there's not the same. Like we don't have how Soho has the you know the intermix here compared to the intermix there, which would be like a contemporary mid level brand shopping experience right. for someone like us to go in and shop at. Like we don't even have a good buy. Like the buy yeah. that intermix has here, it's just not the same. And that this has really nothing to do with Fashion Week, but there the reason why that those stores don't buy the same is because there's not a market here and the consumer isn't the same as it is in New York, right? So I just think in general, Toronto has this weird ceiling that it doesn't... You can't really go past it. You can't really go past. It's only only like so much you can get to until you have to say, okay, I want to stay here and just that's where I'm going to be. Or you move on and you you say, okay, I can go to New York or I can go to LA. And people like us who don't have a visa and aren't American, like we can't just... It's not as easy Dude, as, yeah. like, well, you go, get up, right. and go. That's part of the reason why I really wanted to, like, build my network in London because as much as I have a small business right now and I know it's going to obviously reach more people because my network is stronger in Toronto, I do think it's important to look into the future and prepare, you know, where do I want to Are you going to stay in Toronto? To the right. next level? Yeah. No, right. I'm not. <laughs> right. <laughs> where do you see yourself ending up, I guess, either in general or with the brand? Uh, I don't know. It really, it's hard. Isn't like, that the question yeah, of the lifetime? I, I know. That's a tough question. <laughs> like, you don't know. I, Who knows? I love but. London. I wanted to move there. Obviously, it's easier to get a visa there because of uh, Commonwealth um, with Canada and right. the UK. But I don't know if I, I mean, I've only really been there for two months, right? So let's just remember that. But I don't really yeah, know if, like, I see myself, like, living there and, like, having kids. Right. I mean, that's hard to say unless you, like, meet someone out there and they want to, you know, like, that is just, like... But for me, it's, like, 
okay, where would I bring my business? Like, okay, I could open, I could have my like studio or I could have like our office in London. I could also have my office and my manufacturer in LA because right. the tr- the costs, you know, the, in like downtown LA, that district is like fashion district and to actually have my own manufacturer there would be super easy. But then also totally. like I love New York, but then like, yeah, I could live in the Hamptons with my kids like when they grow up and then like go back into New York. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So there's just, there's so many options. I'm really open to whatever, but no, at the moment I don't know what the answer yeah. to your But you're going to go back to London and like continue. Figure, see what happens. We'll yeah, see what happens. See what happens. We're going to get the job and yeah. then go from there. Yeah. Gotcha. Amazing. I guess Anything something else? we could ask you would be like your experience being like an influencer in New York like how do you find it like because you went to New York for school right and then started influencing there so like how do you find being a creator in In New York York. versus maybe you thinking that Toronto being a creator from Toronto might be better or different yeah so I mean at the beginning for me New York was everything I love New York still I'm not like trying to talk down about it because in the beginning, when since I was a kid, I was like, I want to go to New York. I want to live there. And then I finally did. And it was because of the influencer like job. Like it kind of brought me there because that was also the closest city to my hometown that I could go. Like I wasn't going to go to LA and have like and just be so far away from family when I could just go to New York. So I went there and I feel like that's kind of where I ended up meeting all of the people in the industry that I know. So that was like, well, that just helped me, I guess, within the business. And then, I don't know, I think, like, looking at other people do it from other places kind of gave me the sense of, like, oh, well, I don't have to be in New York. But for me, it's just kind of, like, where it worked out, I guess, at least, like, in the beginning. So. We're all guilty of having a perceived, you know, notion or perceived vision of what something is going to be or what we think it's going to be like. Expectations. Yeah. And most often – it's less like it's it's not what we expected it or we once we have it we're like oh well we we can do something else or it's not as good as I thought or on yeah yeah, on to the next and so I think that's just anything that's like in like human nature you always want what you can't have and once you get it you're like okay now I have it what's next that's (laughs) why it's important to really try what I've been trying to do is live in the moment which (laughs) It's quite hard, be present. but yeah, because we're always thinking impossible. about the next thing. Like, oh, we'll be happy if we get always. this. We'll be happy if we get that. It, we get that contract or love or friendship or whatever. And There's then you get something it. There's next. always something. I know, and I'm actually like learning that now more than ever too, because I feel like, like you try to like look at your success or me personally, and I'm like, oh, I, you know, I'm not where I want to be. And sometimes, some days, I'm like, I literally have gotten nowhere, and I have the hardest time. Like, being like, wait, look at all the shit that I've already done. I cannot give myself, like, any credit for anything. And then I find myself being like, when am I actually going to be satisfied and, like, just happy with, like, what I've done? Like, when is it going to be enough? And it's just like, is it? Like, I don't know. Which is, like, a personal problem. (laughs) I just – it's not. It's honestly a personal problem that everyone has. Um, I just did an exercise on the day before my birthday, actually. Um, where, and I've heard this, I heard this on a podcast or by some author or something, but I wrote down all of the things that I've accomplished up until like this year. So the past 24 years of my life, what have I accomplished? 
you know, not just like the big things, but it's like, oh, I learned how to play a professional instrument for eight years. Like I learned how to live in a new city. I learned how to start a brand. You know, I learned how to fall in love. I learned how to get over your heartbreak. Yeah. So just really appreciating all of the li- the things that you've done. Because if you can just write it down and then you look at it and you're like, holy shit, wow, I've like, done a lot. Yeah. And then that right. just kind of gives you that sense of also gratitude, but also fulfillment in in what you have done so that you can celebrate the successes. Because if you don't, again, you just keep moving forward and you're never going to feel any sort of fulfillment. So I don't know. Yeah, you have to like be in the moment, try to, and then like just realize like the stuff that you have done because everyone's also at a different spot. Mm-hmm. And that's like what's hard in this industry is like looking at whatever or what you think everyone else is doing or what they've accomplished. And then I'm like, what the hell? Like I've been working at this for two years longer than you have or however, whatever it is. And it's like, okay, I can't think like that. But in our industry, I feel like I that's really too, hard really. too. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. why no, it's just like, Why are they going to <laughs> yeah. faster? Why? Why? Exactly. I get that. It comes down to finding or feeling gratification through through those successes and like through those things that you perceive as a success. And what you need to reflect on is like you're more than that. You're more than your career. You're more than, you know, I don't even know what I'm trying to say right now. I feel like, I, like, at the end of the day, it's, like, what makes you really happy, too. Like, it's not all about, like, well, I don't know if that's what you're trying to say, but. through I think throughout our lives, we we don't appreciate and we don't think mental health is a success or working out is a success or True. getting over okay. love is a right. success. Like, we just think of it as, like, just do oh, it. Yeah, we're yeah. just doing it. We're j- it's just part of it's life. It's normal. Like, it just, you yeah. have to at some point. Like, but I think those right. things are important to take in because we, we attach our, our, ourselves to our careers, to our jobs, to schooling, to whatever venture that we think in our minds is going to get us to where we want to go but then we forget about all those other things that are actually important for ourselves and we need to remove ourselves from our job because we're more than that or remove yourself from those successes because we're more than those successes because at the end of the day if you're successful at your career that's great but how's your mental health how's your relationships how how are you feeling on a day-to-day are you happy are you are you not happy? Are you like those things I've realized now are just as important as mm-hmm. your career? Because before, I guess, when I was younger, quote unquote younger, I'm still young, but when I was younger, yeah. I, I just thought, okay, career, 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 let's just do this. But now I'm kind of like, well, that's important, but all these other things are also important. And I don't want to forget about that. And I don't want no, to dismiss those things because those are successes too. Yeah. Now I'm like, oh, yeah. this morning I wrote my journal and I did my breath work. Okay. I drank no, an but- entire <laughs> cup of water. Well, yeah. There do you it. go. Yeah. Like amazing. No. Yeah. I understand that. And I hope um, I explained that you did, properly. You did, yeah. but- no, I think you did. You did. I hope everyone understands all of what we just talked about. <laughs> you can cut um, whatever you want. <laughs> no. Cool. Well, thank you guys for, I mean, I feel like we kind of covered a lot there, a yeah, lot yeah. of different topics, but um, thanks for coming on and thanks for like having us. It. This is our first collab, so. Yeah, this is our first collab. Um, we'll oh, yeah. plug in our pod if that's cool with you. Let me, let everyone know where they can find you guys on social, both your personals and your podcast and yeah. yeah.
<laughs> well, you can, you can find us both. You haven't heard podcast on Instagram. And you can visit our website because we have a website. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Okay. And you can find me at uh, Christina Pittum, Christina with a K, on Instagram. And my brand is Lorena by KP if you guys want to check that out too. I'm all things coveted yeah. on Instagram. And my name is Danielle. I don't know. <laughs> you guys know, but <laughs> you, you guys can find me. You can find me at All Things Coveted. <laughs> Amazing. All right. Thank you guys so much for being on. And you guys will be able to find me on their podcast as well. Whatever. I'm not sure what we get, but that's it. All right. See you guys. Bye. Bye.